This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. It's a dark and stormy morning in the CBD. Halloween is the only time of year when parents encourage their kids to take candy from strangers. If one door opens when another one closes, your house is haunted. My other car is a broom. It's Fresh Start Wednesday with your host, Michael Bortnick.
Good morning and welcome to Fresh Start Wednesday right here on Fresh FM. And I'm your host, Michael Bortnick. But today I'm a ghost, a goblin, a monster, a vampire. We're going to scare your pence off and then give you some candy. Halloween is happening this weekend and that's the theme for today. And we want to thank our newest staff member, Sarah Fisher, our cool young neighbor who came up with the theme and a lot of today's songs. You just heard This is Halloween, a song from the 1993 film A Nightmare Before Christmas, with music and lyrics by Danny Elfman. It's performed by the residents of the fictional Halloween Town, which is the film's main setting. Prior to that, we had music from the film series Halloween, an American slasher media franchise that consists of 12 films, as well as novels, comic books, a video game, and other merchandise. The films primarily focus on Michael Myers, who was committed to a sanitarium as a young child for the murder of his sister, Judith Myers. Fifteen years later, he escapes to stalk and kill the people of the fictional town of Haddonfield, Illinois. Michael's killings occur on the holiday of Halloween, on which all the films primarily take place. The original Halloween was released in 1978 and directed by John Carpenter. They grossed over $640 million at the box office worldwide. Uh, Michael Myers always wore a mask, and here's the story behind that. Nick Castle was the actor who played the character, and uh, he tells this story. When they were shooting the original 1978 film, production designer Tommy Lee Wallace picked up two masks from a Hollywood Boulevard magic shop, a clown mask and a William Shatner Captain Kirk Star Trek mask. The crew decided on the Captain Kirk mask because of its emotionless mold that gave it a creepy appearance. And they cut eye holes bigger and painted it white for the killer's iconic visage. And with that in mind, with me in the studio today is the queen of Halloween, Grace. Ha ha. Hi. I'm the queen. Thank <laughs> you very much. Well, I know you love Halloween, don't you? I do. I miss it. Oh, you it's miss it because here in New Zealand, what do you think? Halloween? Mm. It's just not a New Zealand holiday, or a, yeah, holiday, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I know. Event. Back, yeah, back in the states, man, a lot of towns and some of the towns. Oh, even it's we, big. Yeah, it's, it's really big. Very big. And uh, I recall, it. I recall getting dressed up. You know, when mm-hmm. I don't really do that sort of thing, but I've been dressed up many times. Many times, and we went to San Francisco that one time for the <laughs> exotic erotic ball. That was oh, I forgot unbelievably about that. hilarious oh, and man. fun. It's funny because we, we had costumes, but th- those people went nuts. That with was nuts. San Francisco. It's fun to Halloween. be in the middle of it, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess it's just not a kiwi thing, you know. No, they try. They're, they're going to come to the door, and I mean, we'll have candy. <laughs> we will. By the way, children, if you come to our door, yeah, I guess you can have all the candy you want. All the candy you want. Yeah, because otherwise, I have to eat it. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I've been with you a long time. I know you're a big Halloween freak, and you got a million stories. Maybe later we'll have time for your. Uh, We'll see if we have time for your story. I, I know okay. I used to, I used to own that bar, you know, Chances Bar, I and I uh, remember well. As a as a nightclub owner, it's probably the, a nightmare of a night because when people get dressed up, uh, they take on a different identity. Yes, that's the fun of it. Yeah, you I know, can but be when they incognito go, uh, and yeah. get away with things. Yeah, <laughs> they, but in the bar, they you know you don't you don't want to be the owner of a bar and have to deal with all these people that's trying to get away with true. things. You know? I can see that. Anyway. Um, 
I'm sure we'll get to more later. Uh, but we're going to start the show talking about witches, mm. and uh, or at least this is um, there's a song called "Season of the Witch," but I found this really nice cover by somebody called Lerone. Lerone, a girl. Never heard of her. Well, I never heard of her either. But let's but see I if we will. can't. Uh, let's give it a listen here. Soon.
Fresh FM. Fresh FM. Tips. 
Right, that's um, I guess the Eagles, pretty popular, pretty famous Henley. song. Uh, Don Henley, pretty famous right. song, uh, "Witchy Woman." Yes. Uh, according to the story, Henley wrote this about a number of women that they had met. Uh, not meant to portray the woman as devilish, but as more of a seductress. Seductress. Yeah. I like that word. Yeah. Well, you are kind of like that. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Hmm. Well, I'm Michael Bortnick, and today the theme is Halloween, and. Uh, 
Hey, I got a riddle for you, honey. Okay. What did the witch say at the Department of Motor Vehicles? Well, as a matter of fact, I can drive a stick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Uh, you, I know you like getting dressed up as a witch. I know that, don't you? I just like getting dressed up. Okay. I know you yeah. got a witch. I, I keep going up into the Not storage so area, and I always anything. find this witch's hat up well, there. Well, yes, that's my, that's my witch's hat okay, okay. <laughs> when I do become a witch. Oh, well, you know. and um, I'll have to drag that out for this weekend. Uh, oh, yeah, I think so. I've got ooh, what I've got. Okay. I've got a horrible, scary mask. Anyway, um, tell us some facts about Halloween, if you don't mind. All right. People do not like Halloween. People are, um, the, is, the fear of Halloween is called Samhainophobia. Mm. And that sounds like, I've heard that word Samhain before. I don't know. Anyway, for a holiday largely revolving around fear, you may or may not be surprised that a fear of Halloween itself does exist. Samhainophobia roots from ancient pagan traditions that come from Celtic druids. This phobia is characterized by an intense, persistent, and abnormal fear of Halloween and anything related to the traditions. In the U.S., Halloween is the second highest grossing commercial holiday. Is that so? Well, there you go. Well, I know what, yep. cr- cr- what really goes. It's go big. Ahead. It's That's big. Hol- <laughs> it's not here, but in America. Huh? Oh, they start again, yeah, early. This makes it uh, second only to Christmas in the United States, according to the National Retail Federation. According to data, the average American would spend nearly $100 on decorations, candy, and costumes each year for Halloween. Well, I bet you that... When we that's go back there, do. we spend more than a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that's easy. To what do, do you spend on makeup? Oh, for Halloween makeup, yeah. um, probably not that much. But I mean, throw it in the, oh, the pile co- of candy and costumes. Oh please, yeah, I've well seen you go. They've got these Halloween stores over there that are as large as a. I only do it for Chloe. They're you know, as large as a countdown. <laughs> Our granddaughter. You know, they're, they're huge stores, <laughs> and they're but they're great. By they're the great. way, okay. Much, what much else? Fun. What else you got? There? Well, on average. Kids who trick-or-treat will bring home a bag of candies worth 11,000 calories. Well, that's again, that seems low. <laughs> mm, well, it does, actually. Um, that's interesting. This amount is the average that a plastic pumpkin bag can hold, okay, which equals to around 365 teaspoons of sugar. This is also seven times the recommended daily sugar intake for children. I wow. wouldn't think there was any recommended, but okay. Nima, talking about those plastic pumpkin. Yep. It looks like a pumpkin, but it's plastic and a little mm, handle. Little and you, handle. That's where you put your candy. But right. uh, I know that's sometimes you got to go back and get more. And I recall in the States a lot of kids using a, uh, what do you call that? A pillowcase. Pillowcase for their candy. Absolutely. And here I know kids will come to our door and they've got... They they just got their hand. That's about, or they'll These put it in a, in a little buckets. It makes a, a me laugh. soup container. It's like it's uh, <laughs> crazy. They don't expect very much. It's so so cute. Yeah, okay. I'd like to see somebody show up with a pillowcase just oh, for fun. That'd be you fun. Know. What well, else you got? Let's see here. Reese's cups rank as one of the highest selling candies during Halloween. That's that chocolate and peanut oh, butter. Yum yum yum. Yeah. Uh, this is followed by the Snickers bar which was favored by 18% of the participants. Now, they have Reese's Cups here? I think I've seen them. Really? I mean... I, I, yes, I believe they so. They do. It's like a peanut butter. So. Oh, I'd like one right now. They're rare, but I believe I have this seen one, them, this especially be, this time of year. Could be my favorite candy. Mm, well, the yeah. Snickers, between those two, I'm done, right? <laughs> yes, that's all you need. Okay, here, here's another riddle or another question. 
if two witches share a flat with each other, are they called broom mates? Cute. All right, all right. Okay. Well, you know, there's a lot of songs <laughs> about witches, and here's one I of the bet. most famous by Old Blue Eyes. Oh, yes. The chairman of the board. Here we go. Frank Sinatra. It's called Witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it The heat is too intense for it What good would common sense for it do? Cause it's witchcraft Wicked witchcraft And although I know it's strictly taboo When you arouse the need in me My heart says yes indeed in me Proceed with what you're leading me to It's such an ancient pitch But one I wouldn't switch Cause there's no nicer witch than you You're playing your cards with your queen of hearts When everyone folds your fortune holds You're placing your bed, showing no regret Close your eyes to hide your lies, roll the dice You got me tiptoeing around you like you made of glass Got an invincible fence letting everyone know not to trespass But you're bound to break down, bound to lose Bound to get knocked right out of your boots When I use my witchcraft 
way too loud and you're talking rude You're playing a game, driving me insane Your heart is back and it's a fact, no turning back You got me tiptoeing around you like you made a glass Got an invisible fence letting everyone know not to trespass But you're bound to break down, bound to lose Bound to get knocked right out of your when I use my witchcraft When I use my witchcraft Come on! You got me tiptoeing around you like you made of glass Got an invincible fence letting everyone know not to Trespass, but you're bound to break down, bound to lose, bound to get knocked right out of your boots when I use my witchcraft. Te reo irirangi o te tauihu o te waka Māori, Fresh FM, tauke! You're not what you see Love is kind of 
Springfield and Spooky. All right, let's go. We're going to talk about vampires a little bit here. A Yay. vampire. I know you like the vampire is a creature that subsists by feeding on blood of the living. Vampires sleep all day, fly whenever they want for free, and can't see themselves in a mirror. Where do I sign up for that? That <laughs> yeah. sounds like everything I like. That sounds good uh, to me. <laughs> most famous vampire was probably Count Dracula, yeah. played in film by Bela Lugosi. Yep. Uh, one of Dracula's most iconic powers is his ability to turn others into vampires by biting them and infecting them with the vampiric disease. The character has appeared frequently in popular culture. Uh, Sesame Street has Count Von Count, one of my favorite <laughs> characters. He loves to count things. And then there's a breakfast cereal, Count Chocula, and many yep. more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current and funniest vampire-related TV show is called What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> it's so silly. I, I love it. It's, it's a New Zealand mockumentary horror comedy written and uh, directed by Jermaine Clement and Taiki Waitiki, Taika. Taika Waitiki. The film's plot concerns several vampires who live together in a flat in <laughs> Staten Island, New York. Yep. Hilarious. And the theme song comes from a woman called Norma Tanega. And she's passed away a long time ago. It's an old song. Um, now, here's an interesting f- side fact. Um, in 1966, Tanega met Dusty Springfield, who we just oh, played. That's wild. And uh, after Tanega oh. returned to the U.S., Springfield made many transatlantic phone calls and accrued a large phone bill. On a visit to New York, Springfield entered a romantic relationship Ooh. with Tanega. They returned to England and lived together for five years. Wow. So it's all tied together. And with that in mind, here is the theme song from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> it's called You're Dead. Don't sing if you want to live long. They have no use for your song. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead. You're dead and out of this world. You'll never get a second chance Plan all your moves in advance Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead Stay dead and out of this world Run fast, don't stand in the sun There's too much work to be done You're down, you're down, you're down You're down and out of this world Never talk with your eyes Be sure that you compromise You're dead, you're dead, you're dead You're dead and out of this world Hear the unloved weeping like rain Guard your sleep from the sound of their pain Long gone, long gone, long gone Long gone and out of this world
When you smile and it tears your face It's time for the inhuman race You're down, you're down, you're down You're down and out of this world Now your hope and compassion is gone You've sold out your dream to the world Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead You're dead and out of this world Fresh FM. Supporting Fresh FM. There's a moon over Bourbon Street tonight. I see faces as they pass beneath the pale lamp light. I've no choice but to follow that call. The bright lights, the people. And the moon and all I pray every day To be strong For I know What I do Must be wrong Or you'll never see my shade Or hear the sound of my feet While there's a moon 
over Bourbon Street. It was many years ago that I became what I am. I was trapped in this life like an innocent lamb. Now I can never show my face at noon, and you'll only see me walking by the light of the moon. The brim of my hat hides the eye of a beast. Of the face of a sinner, but the hands of a priest. Oh, you'll never see my shade or hear the sound of my feet while there's a moon over Bourbon. Okay, that was Sting, just for you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, St- <laughs> he was inspired uh, to write this song because he um, was reading this novel by Anne Rice called Interview with the Vampire. Yep, love that series. Met her before. You have met her? Yes. And you read the book? Uh, the series, okay, yes, okay. yes, yes, anyway, yes. Yeah, he All, was fa- many of her books. <laughs> he was fascinated by the main character, Lewis, <laughs> a vampire with a conscience. Mm-hmm. And I'm Michael Bortnick, and I never drink wine. Give us some more Halloween facts. Certainly. Okay. In Alabama, wearing a nun or priest costume for Halloween is illegal. (laughs) Good. Hmm. Good. It's good to know. Once caught dressed up in these religious figures, violators may be charged up to $500 fine as well as a year in prison. Unbelievable. (laughs) What are you in for? I got dressed up like a nun. Yeah, Yeah. right. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, passed by the legislature of Alabama in 1965, the provision considers the act as a misdemeanor that disrespects the religion and those who put their faith into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, although masks are pretty much a standard for Halloween, you'd need to secure permits before donning one in Walnut Creek, California. The Walnut Creek authorities strictly implement this law to prevent criminal activity during Halloween celebrations. It's also implemented for children to avoid costumes with masks. Okay. No, and they're all wearing masks anyway. Yeah. Of course, because of COVID. It's very close to uh, hmm, Walnut hmm. Creek, where we go yeah. when we're there. To get a permit for wearing a mask, the town sheriff must first approve your request before giving you a printed permit. Okay. Fair enough. In Dublin, Georgia, any type of costume that covers the face is illegal. For those age 16 and over, it's considered illegal to wear any type of costume that covers your face. Sunglasses, hoods, and anything else that covers your head or face are prohibited. Mm -hmm. And like most regulations on Halloween costumes, the law acts as a preventative measure against crime and other heinous acts done under the guise of masks or other props. What about COVID? (laughs) All our masks. If you're over the age of 13 in Belleville, Missouri, you cannot ask for Halloween candy. (sighs) In this town, children over the age of 13 can no longer go out to trick-or-treat during Halloween. Um, This law enforces the idea that this activity is done by children only. And furthermore... The state of Missouri also has a curfew for trick-or-treaters where they can only collect candy until 8 or 9 p.m. Where will the nonsense end, huh? Uh, We talked earlier about what we do in the shadows. The precursor to that show might have been in the 1965 TV program, The Addams Family, an American macabre black comedy sitcom. The 30-minute television series was shot in black and white airing for two seasons only for a total of 64 episodes. Loved that show as a kid. I, I liked it myself, <laughs> I must say. Oh, um, the show is also notable for its opening theme, which was composed by and sung by Vic Mizzy. All right, let's play here that. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I think. Oh, wait, let's try it over here. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. The house is a museum, when people come to see them, they really are a scream, the Adams family. With you I'm a 
Fresh FM Radio by four and about the top of the south. Hey, can we get some cowbell?
that's someone called the Claire Rosen Rosencrantz. All right. Okay, and uh, I'm Michael Bortnick, and we're tiptoeing through the graveyard. <laughs> I know we like graveyards. I haven't got time to talk about all the graveyards okay. we've oh, visited. We love them, though. Huh? Why is that? I don't know. We always go visit vague graveyards. Ay, yay, yay. Anyway, it's an adventure. It's uh, about the top of the hour, and that means that it's time to talk to Bob, usually Dylan, and as usual, he does not disappoint. This track is from Highway 61 Revisited, 1965, and uh, uh, as usual, I don't really know what it's all about, but it works with the theme because it's called Tombstone Blues. We'll take it. (laughs) Bob Dylan, Tombstone (laughs) Blues. Stop just weeping, it's usually 
you a friend of Fresh? Join today and help support your community access radio station. Details on freshfm.net.
Uh, our boy B.B. King. Yes. Uh, see that my grave is kept clean. Uh, <clears throat> you know, my luck's so bad, if I bought a cemetery, people would stop dying. <laughs> All right, I don't have any. Hey, talking about cemeteries, I'm going to go oh, back for Lord. a minute. I know yep. we like them. And I'm ju- I was just thinking during that song, Tombstone, Arizona has an interesting Boot Hill Cemetery. I think we've seen that. Definitely yeah. been there. And the one in New Orleans where they're all above the ground because <laughs> oh, of the moisture. Oh, it's freaky. Freaky. Very scary, really. And didn't we go to them, in, a lot of them in Italy or something, where all of the pictures. We did. They put <laughs> a the whole pic- island yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah, they put the pictures of the people up there when they were young. Yep. yep. Very common over there in Europe, apparently. And, uh, that whole thinking, island was a cemetery. All cemetery, yeah. And of course, we spent <laughs> a lot of time there. And then there was the uh, <laughs> Hillside Cemetery in L.A. where Al Jolson That's was buried. That's right. And the Three Stooges were up there. And <laughs> uh, anything else? Can you think of another cemetery we mm. like? Um, well, my family has a cemetery. I, w- I was there. I think you were. Oh yeah, about that. Oh, yeah, up in West Virginia. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Always interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think the one out here is quite beautiful. Oh, Wakapuaka. Wakapuaka. Yeah, yeah. Right. I remember hanging around. Okay, I don't know. I hope we're not the only ones that do that. <laughs> All right. Okay. There's a term called ghosting. Yeah. Have you heard of that? It's sure. That's a new mm-hmm. thing. It's known as. Uh, it's also known as simmering or icing. Huh. It's a colloquial term which describes the practice of ending all communication and contact with another person without any apparent warning or justification, ignoring any attempts to reach out or communicate by that said person. The term originated in the early 2000s, referring to dating or romantic relationships. Uh, the most common cause of ghosting in a personal relationship is to avoid emotional discomfort. Person ghosting typically has a little acknowledgement of how it will make the other person feel. Oh. Yeah, that's something new because of the uh, internet. It I is think, new. Yeah. It's rampant. Yeah, ghosting. It's not nice. <sighs> okay. You know what? We haven't had the real fake news in a while, so no. it's, I think it's time for the real fake okay. news. And you know when the news of the day scares you so much you don't even want to leave the house, We'll come by with a hearse with tinted windows to chauffeur you to all your favorite haunts. <laughs> Just for you, the listener. All right. All right. Take the, you take the first story. I will. It's titled, It Being Summer, I Took Off My Shirt. Our favorite band, The Grateful Dead, aligns with today's theme, and here is a story. A Grateful Dead t-shirt from the band's original merchandise was auctioned for a record-breaking price. The 1967 shirt sold as part of Sotheby's From the Vault property from the Grateful Dead and Friends. It sold for $17,640, setting a new world record for the most money spent on a vintage rock shirt. The Grateful Dead shirt was one of the band's first pieces of official merchandise and was designed by Alan Gut Turk, 
a Hells Angel, and also a graphic artist who was a prominent figure in California's counterculture movement in the uh, 1960s. The shirt was certainly no dead giveaway. (laughs) 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 Give me the next one. What's the next one? All right. Grave consequences. A woman in Canada has transformed her garden into a graveyard for anti-vaxxers with mocking Halloween decorations. Each headstone features a quote written as though it was the cause of death. And here are a few. Dead, but not a sheep. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. (laughs) Good. Uh, Another one says, thought Facebook was a reliable source. (laughs) And another one, believed it was only the flu. She said they were the scariest Halloween decorations I could come up with. And she plans to give trick-or-treaters apples injected with ivermectin. Ooh. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to be so negative about anti-vaxxers, but those who are getting sick and those who are dying are not vaccinated. So, much, uh, yeah, I don't know. Much. It just seems like stopping. Anyway, our last story is called Haunted Mansion. Former Playboy bunny Bridget Mark, Marquardt. I think that's how you say her name, has sensationally claimed that she was visited by the ghost of her ex, Hugh Hefner, while he but while she was in the Playboy Mansion. Marquardt claimed Hefner came to her shortly after he died at age 91 from sepsis. He said, my darling, and he put his arms around me. I could feel the hug. I could feel his smoking jacket. I could smell his cologne. It was so real. Okay. I guess the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I don't know. You think that's true? Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> no. No? You have seen a ghost? Nope. I don't know. I have, I'm going to say I don't know. I've not seen one. I've had a, one or two weird experiences, unexplained experiences. Okay. But an unexplained but I, experience right. isn't necessarily a ghost. It's like a, a UFO. It's just an unidentified yeah. flying object. I, yes. I don't don't know. I think you told me once there was you saw some guy or some ghost at the end of your bed or something when you were not me. Wasn't you? I thought no. it was you. Nope, nope. I don't. Th- I don't. You know. I don't think I. That was a dream. <laughs> I don't think I believe in ghosts. You know, but but many do. Many I think do. many do. Oh, and speaking of ghosts, it's a great film, and this is the theme from the great film Ghostbusters. And uh, okay, let's just play Ghostbusters. All right. Ghostbusters! An invisible man 
listen online anytime. Freshfm.net. Warren Zevon. That was his, that was his biggest hit ever. I think right. wasn't you it? can't mistake that voice though. Yeah, that's a pretty that's good song. Actually, great song. Um, a werewolf mm-hmm. is a mythical monster. Yes, a human who turns into a fearsome wolf-like creature during the full moon. Now there are about fifty people in the world who have a medical condition called. Okay, help me out here. Hypertrichosis. Okay, and that causes an unusual amount of hair all over the body. Yep. Also known as werewolf syndrome. Mm. Now, I have a lot of hair, but nothing like that. We're not talking about that. Don't start I know calling some people that <laughs> don't start look like they have calling it. me a werewolf. 
Uh, now, werewolves, Not you. werewolves don't like the smell of a plant called wolfsbane. Mm. Do we have any of that around the house? Never no? seen okay. it. Don't know. Now, they'll stay bane. away if it's nearby. And they don't also like to be around objects made of silver or iron. We have some silver. Okay. Well, we're probably fine. <laughs> some iron. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm gonna, I have another riddle that I'm... Yes. You ready? You, what, do you call, what do you title a book about a Jewish girl brought back to life? Oh, boy. It's called... <laughs> The Diary of Anne Frankenstein. Oh, no. That's a little too soon? That's a little too soon. Yeah, I'll probably get it. Hope I, it's been 75 years. Uh, I hope I get a letter. I don't know. <laughs> okay, we're going to, now we're going to hear from uh, Bobby Pickett. Bobby Pickett. Uh, with um, one of the most requested Halloween songs. In the 1960s, Pickett was an aspiring actor who sang with a band called The Cordials. Uh, one night, Pickett did an imitation of horror movie actor Boris Karloff, and the audience loved it. <laughs> Soon, Pickett composed and recorded Monster Mash, uh, partially inspired by the mashed potato dance or mm-hmm. mashed potato dance yes. uh, craze of the era. A variation was danced to Monster Mash, in which the footwork <laughs> was the same, but Frankenstein-style monster gestures were made with the arms oh, and hands. That's funny. That's a great story. Yeah, so um, let's just let's just everybody wants to hear Monster Mash. So I'm not a big fan of it, but here we go, Monster Mash. Hopefully, here we go. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abodes To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flag They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. Then you can mash. 
Then you can monster mash The monster mash And do my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can monster mash Mash Te reo irirangi o te tau ihu o te waka a Maui.
Is it? 
that was uh, a group called the Veronas. <laughs> I love my monsters. <laughs> Very entertaining. Um, I'm going to give you a fun fact here. It deals with the Frank- right. Frankenstein. Okay. Uh, it's an 1818 novel written by English author Mary Shelley, who right. started writing the story when she was 18. <laughs> Occult ideas were topics of conversation among her companions, particularly her lover and future husband, Percy B. Shelley. Uh, in 1816, Mary, Percy, and Lord Byron had a competition to see who could write the best horror story. After thinking for days, Shelley was inspired to write Frankenstein after imagining a scientist, Victor Frankenstein, who created life and was horrified by what he had been made. What he had made. It's been argued that it was the first true science fiction story. The novel has had a considerable influence on literature and popular culture and spawned a complete genre of horror films stories and plays. Wow. Uh, since cool. the publication of the novel, the name Frankenstein has often been used to erroneously refer to the monster rather than its creator. Right. And in an extra story, um, <laughs> she was married to uh, Percy Shelley, and in uh, 1822, he took his boat out. It was called the Don Juan. And uh, the boat capsized and, and, and Shelley drowned. Body wasn't found for 10 days. And when they finally found the body, it was cremated on the beach Ooh. And something was left that, that Mary took to be his heart, which she took home with her. And so she had, <laughs> that was done in those yeah, days, I guess. There's know? a story. Yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> wow. see here. Uh, Harry Houdini, the famous magician, passed yep. away on Halloween night in 1926. Oh, wow, uh, really? Uh, black okay. cats have been found to have lower odds of adoption in American shelters. <laughs> Some shelters suspend or limit adoptions of black cats around Halloween for fear they'll be tortured or used as living decorations Aww. and then abandoned. Mm. Now, uh, we probably have time for you to tell your... I didn't play this uh, thriller from, from Michael Jackson. Ah, Michael Jackson. I may or may not play it, but... <laughs> tell us, you have a story about thriller. Okay. We have time for you to get that in for sure. Okay. So, a couple years ago in San Francisco, visiting our son, his wife, and our granddaughter, who is so into Halloween, and my uh, daughter-in-law said, would I be interested in uh, participating in a flash mob, which I've never seen or participated in, to the uh, tune of Thriller, all dressed as zombies, a big group. And without really thinking much about it, sure, sure, sure. And then I thought, OMG, what have I got myself into? So we went to a two-hour workshop and kind of where they broke it down and kind of taught everyone each move, the teachers. But and you practiced a little, but then they sent us away with um, kind of a script on how to do each move and a video to, to watch and practice to. So my daughter-in-law, Vanessa, we practiced it every night for about an hour, for about a week, up until showtime. And then we... Um, so they closed down the little downtown area as we were coming out of the dance studio. A hundred women, two couple men, in zo- full zombie attire, makeup, and uh, they stopped traffic for us. There were speakers out there for the music, and of course, people are pulling out their phones, and we're total zombies, you know, totally in character. And start the thriller song was great, and we did it. We performed it twice and um it was a great experience i i can't believe i did it actually well i remember i filmed it it was it was fantastic <laughs> it was pretty cool and uh, i'm gonna go against my 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 better judgment and i'm gonna put on thriller if Yay. you if you get up and do a little dance okay I will. now of course it's radio but 
Okay, just are you ready? Are you, ready? You, you still remember the moves? Oh, sure. No, <laughs> but kind of. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going I'm to put it on. Let's see what happens. Okay, I think this oh, is just going to, it's that's about a three-minute deal. Okay, so here we go. Okay, cool. It's only a movie. It's not funny. You were scared, weren't you?
Okay, that's uh, that's very scary, uh, Yoko Ono. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see here. It's getting pretty close to the witching hour for the show, and it's time to uh, close the show, I think. Yeah. And by the way, I wanted the whole listener to know that you were dancing the entire time during that thriller. <laughs> and uh, every every step in line and that all the shoulder. That was good. Yeah, you're very good. I wish we could have, uh, I wish this was television. Anyway, thanks, Grace. And I want to thank our special uh, new staff member, Sarah Fisher, who supplied us with today's theme and uh, many songs. So keep up the good work, Sarah. You're now going to be, I'm going to bother you for all, every time we have a theme, I'm going to make you uh, uh, come up with songs and information. Okay, let's see here. And of course, I want to thank the listener. Now, everyone knows here that Halloween was invented by the candy companies. Let's just make sure that's a conspiracy and we all know it. You believe that? You believe that? Okay, you don't believe that. Anyway. We're going to close today with a song called Lib- Living in a Ghost Town uh, by the Rolling Stones. Uh, the song references the COVID-19 pandemic and social distancing. And it's a, if, you, if you go to the video, it's pretty eerie because they filmed it um, during the pandemic. And all the video is just empty streets and big cities, you know, and it's, uh, it's quite a good song. And uh, anyway, we want to finish this up and tell everybody to get the jab, please, and help us with our freedoms. And uh, happy Halloween. And uh, these are the Rolling Stones living in a ghost town. Yeah.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.